and they're living on the streets. Vehicles, a white van, unknown license. I've seen a flying saucer. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Lost Frequency Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Rye. And today, once again, we have the wonderful, very gracious Mr. Scott Pace on with us. Yep. A and, vivid uh, storyteller. Yes, the, an incredible storyteller. Um, I basically had to shut my big trap um, because, you know, normally... <laughs> Tom, I, Tom likes to talk. And you know what? I'm not saying I don't either. We both mm, do. But it was... I like to interject. The, the floor was given to Mr. Scott. And Scott took it. And um, it was great. I mean... Um, it was definitely different for me. It's a little uh, different than what I'm used to. But if someone, you know, this is what this podcast is for. You have something to say, you know, I'll, I will shut up. Come, come and speak your truth. Come and say what you need to say because we're here to listen. Yep. And like the famous man, Mr. Paul Harvey. And now for the rest of the story. And that's what you're going to hear. That's what you're going to hear. It's. Uh, it, it was, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And we just, again, want to say, you know, a couple of things that were happening during this interview um, and Scott's Scott's audio is cleaned up drastically in the second half here. But of course, ours is still having the same thing because we are on one linear um, audio file. Right. And again, that audio file is maxed out. Um, I tweaked it as best as I can. Yeah. So, but, you know, have a little bit of patience with us. Excuse us, guys. But it's not it's something definitely something possibly otherworldly that is affecting what happened. Yep. So which means for the most part, my belief is that Scott is closer to the center of what's going on than we hmm, might realize. I don't know. It was, yeah, there, there, there is some, some electromagnetic uh, disturbances, disturbances mm-hmm. or anomalies. <laughs> right. Right. I was like, did I say that right? And you could see that he had a little bit of doubt in his own face. <laughs> We'll go with it though. We'll go, yeah, with, we'll it, go right? with it. Yeah, that was uh yeah, it was I just kept sitting there and he's just like, okay, there's more. Okay, there's more. And in this one, a little precursor, he takes a trip to somewhere else. Yep. Yeah, and it gets it gets wild. All right. So And you know what? Just a quick thing, you guys, um, you know, make sure you subscribe to the to the Spotify channel or subscribe to any of the uh, other uh, uh, podcast uh, providers. And uh, we look forward to hearing back from you at the Lost Frequency uh, podcast at gmail.com. Or you can contact me privately over Facebook. My name is Tom Franklin. And I'm Rye Voss. And we'll get back to you as soon as possible. That was really funny the way I said that, or really bad. I actually thought it was fantastic. I was like, as soon as possible? That's what it sounded like to me. I like that. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. And remember, you are listening to the Lost Frequency podcast where we put the periphery or bring it in to focus <laughs> yeah you, you're really switching them up you're like bring foot yeah. we put the periphery into focus i yeah. guess and and that means like you're you're focusing it from far away well, or bring it it means you're taking you're bringing it closer the periphery that's way out there you're bringing it closer for well, us to what see. i did is like I, I took something where it made me look like a big dummy and i took it and made myself look intelligent uh, I, I, i've done that before too remember yeah. when i had that percentage uh, we we're talking about the percentage and i was like and you're like you forgot this percentage yeah, and i'm like, like no no we're gonna 30 percent was missing or something. yeah and i was like no no that's supposed to be for this 
and and I went with it, but then I had to I had to come clean and be like, yeah, I messed up. I tried yeah. making myself look smarter than I really was on that occasion. Just that one occasion. Yeah, though. just Only that one occasion. So please, guys, enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys, but I told you. Yeah, we're back. Perfect, perfect. I, I know whose fault it is. That's not your fault. Not your fault. No. Yes, you told us. So, anyways, um, I had let the dog out to go outside to go use the restroom and stuff like that. So she went outside, and me and my wife are sitting there watching TV, and she'd been outside about fifteen minutes, I guess. And, and also, my wife said, "Well, where's the dog at?" And I said, "Well, I don't know." I said, "She said, well, she said you should have let her back in by now. She should have been scratching on the door or something." So sure enough, I go outside, I start looking for the dog, and I come back, I said, "I can't find the dog. I don't know where she's at." She said, well, go get on the golf cart and go ride down the neighborhood. I'm going to go walk around the house and stuff and look and see. So, so my wife went outside and uh, she started looking around the house. And by that time, I went down the road and started riding up down the road. You know, maybe she went around because she'd never done anything like that before. And um, so anyways, I went rode up down the road, looked, started talking to the neighbors and everything. Went all the way to the end of our road and started talking. And meantime... My wife goes on the front porch and sits in a rocking chair, and she said, look, I know y'all got my dog. She said, please give my dog back. I don't appreciate y'all taking my dog. All of a sudden, now the, the shop next to the house is a three-car garage, and it's locked. The do- roll-up door's all down. The, the walk-through door's closed, and it's locked, okay? So all of a sudden, she hears something on the door on the inside, jump, you know, banging against the door and everything. So she goes over. She has to go back in the house. She gets the key to unlock the shop door. And when she opens up the walk-up door, the dog comes running outside. So by the time I got back, my wife and the dog are inside, okay? And uh, the dog's ears, the countenance on the dog and everything, her, her, her head's down, her ears are flopped down. They're normally up. They're flopped down. They're next to her head and everything. She's like, she just, you know, like somebody whooped her or something, you know? And I'm like, what's going on? I said, well, what's the matter? She, she just kept looking at me like this. She was sitting down. She wouldn't move. She goes, she's scared to death. She goes, they put her inside that locked shop. I said, what? She said, yes. So she was inside the shop. I said, now, I don't know how in the world she did that. But they made him how they did that, but they did. But anyways, uh, oh, yeah, there's, there's stuff like that they can do. You know, I mean, it's, it's crazy the amount of stuff that they can do. They can hide stuff from me. They, hide, they would hide my keys before I go to work and stuff like that. And sometimes they would move my stuff. But. Some of the craziest stuff that I put my stuff on a table and I go look at the table and um, it wouldn't even be there. And I said, like, come back and be sitting right there. It's like they cloak it. They're able to cloak. You're saying in the same spot. Right. In the same spot. Had to put my hand there and or something like that, you know, would have been different. But I didn't. I said, well, dang, I know I just had my keys are right there. And a lot of times I'd go there and I'd look for my keys where they should be on the table, you know, with my lunch and stuff like that to take off and go to work. Well, it's not there. All of a sudden I look on the cabinet and they're sitting on the cabinet. I said, how do we, the keys get way over there, you know? Crazy stuff like that, you know, what happened. They did all, all kind of different things like that, you know? But, um, oh yeah, I wanted to go over, um, you know, I never really did a lot of research. I only, I only did you know, stuff around my place and YouTube and stuff like that. But I've never really got into a lot of research, so to say. My research is find different people's books and stuff like that, you know, and do different things and stuff. But I'd like to go over that, too. Uh, one thing that, that did happen that I bought, and I didn't tell you all before, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you about that. Uh, I bought these two. Go ahead. I was. I, I thought you were, Scott, I thought, the, uh, I thought you were going to talk about your encounter uh, north of Omaha. 
I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Harvard rest the story. So anyway, <laughs> I, I left this key thing out and I wanted to share that with y'all. Okay. And I apologize about that, but I'm, I'm going to backtrack. A so anyways, I, I started buying these books, you know, after 2017, 2018, after I had my sight and stuff like that. And there, there I started watching YouTube where there's this guy by the name of Dr. Johnson. Have you ever heard of him? Matt Johnson. No, I no. haven't actually. No. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's originally from Oregon and now lives in Washington State. So I bought his book, the first book, and I read through it. I'd go to work early, you know, and, and um, I would uh, go there like an hour early. So I'd get there 30 minutes. So I had 30 minutes to read every day, and I'd try to read as many pages as I could. So I started reading all of his stuff and everything. When I finally read his books and everything, I, I went back to the Hunt Lease, which was in 2021, I believe. I'm trying to remember the date. I can't quite remember. I want to say it was 2020 or 21, whatever it was. But he talked about just talking to him and stuff like that. But he called him. There were two different types. He said two main types were other people, other people talk about uh, different types of Bigfoots and everything. But he said there were two main types. He said there were the good ones and the bad ones. So I, I took that as, as you know, just um, gospel. OK, so I said, all right, well, I'm going to try this is a guy. He's a Christian guy. And everything. I'm going to try what he says. So he said, when you get there, wherever it's at in the woods, he said, ask them if they are the Janu. So I said, all right. I got to the woods and nothing happened that, that evening. Nothing was going on. And uh, the sun's starting to go down. I said, well, time to start. You know, so it's 6 o'clock in the evening. The sun's going to be down at 630. So I said, I start trying to mind speak to him and talk to him and everything. And I said, well, is, or I, mean, I said, are y'all the Janu? And when I said that, it's like the woods lit up. There were silhouettes all over the place. And I got pictures of all this, okay? So I just started taking pictures. I started getting a high-pitched noise in my ear and everything. So I just started going back and forth, taking pictures and everything. And then when I zoomed in on the pictures and looked at them really close, there was these huge silhouettes. Now, all these things, it's flashing. It's going on at the same time. But I could see it. So I'm taking pictures to record, you know, basically to have a, a memory of what happened and everything. And there was another guy by the name of Kawani Lapsarite. So I bought his books, too, and, and kind of went over some things that he did and what he had said and stuff like that. And he would say, just go into the woods and talk to him. So that's what I would do. I, I would just start talking to him and stuff like that, you know. And other thing he said was go into the woods and introduce yourself to him. So I began to introduce myself to him. And he said, let him know what your intentions are. So I would do that. I'd go into the woods after my side and stuff like that. And I'd just start, just start um, introducing myself to him. So in 2020... All that went on, that became my what I would call my basic research, okay? And after the mind speak and everything, um, that they came to the house and did that, and I said, well, you know, it's kind of like they were hanging around and, and talking and, and trying to mind speak to me and stuff like that. And at first, I kind of blew them off and everything. I thought it was demonic and all that kind of stuff. And I said, well, I said, let me ask y'all a question. If, if y'all, if this is, if y'all are the good ones and y'all are the genre or whatever, so let me ask you a question. I said, y'all believe in God? They said, yes, immediately, just yes. I said, y'all believe in Jesus? They said, yes. I said, well, I said, this is really, really hard for me to accept. And I said, I'm having a hard time with this. And they said, it's not what you believe. It's what you're willing to accept. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so, such a profound thing to say. I'm like, it's going through my head and flipping, and I'm still trying to get that in my head. Okay, so that's what the first thing they told me. The second thing they told me after I asked them, they knew Jesus and God. I said, well, if you know Jesus and God, 
how can I be closer to Jesus and God? Now, look, I've been a Christian all my life. Okay, I'm not perfect by no means, but I am a Christian. And we go to church regularly. We've actually been leaders in church before, okay? I mean, big, big churches. All right? So they told me, they said, you need to be more reverent. Now, if I ask both of you what the word reverent means to you, what does that mean to y'all? <laughs> Tom's pointing to me. I have no idea what it means. I, I, I would say, you know, more uh, like walking the path, um, in my opinion, would be walking the path of walk, you know, uh, talk the talk and walk the walk. Um, you know, maybe more uh, modest as well, possibly. That's all I could think of. That's very close. So I looked it up and everything. I didn't know either, guys. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I know. Okay, all okay true. I thought it was a pop quiz that I failed at. No, 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 no. <laughs> not like that. It, it's just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come across like that. But No, it's, it, no not at all. No, at please. All. No, please. Please, Scott. It's fine. It's really deep, okay? And so I looked it up and started doing research on it and everything. It means to be more holy, like God-like, you know, like God is holy. And like what you said, walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah, I mean, you know, treat people the golden rule, treat people how you want to be treated and all that. That's exactly what it means. So you were on the right path, you know, you're definitely on the right track and everything. So the mind speak back and forth. This has been going on, you know, since basically since 2020 down to 2023. And um, a lot of things have happened. So when 2022 rolled around, a lot of things that happened in the woods and stuff like that. And I'd seen a lot of stuff and, and, and heard a lot of stuff and everything. And so I've taken a lot of pictures and uh, since then, uh, 2019, we also, our family land up there, my dad gave us the where our home place was in North Louisiana. And so um, my si I have two siblings and both my sisters didn't really want anything to do with it. So me and my wife decided that we would actually um, take and clean up the land and everything. It was just all woods and everything. So we, what we did was we had it clear cut and everything and, and um, actually had a pad made there. And so our idea was to build a campground. And so what we want to do is have a campground, a small campground that, you know, we can go and friends and family can go with us up there and, and actually have a, a place to go, you know, get away and spend in, in North Louisiana and Kasachi National Forest. But also I was going to invite certain people to go up there and, and actually go squatching, you know. So that, that was it, it's a, it's not only for family, but it's also to go out there and, and show people what I've seen so far, you know, and what's happening and, and see if we can get some interaction and stuff like that. But be honest with you, every time I go up there, I have interaction, okay? So as soon as we had the, in 2020, as soon as we had the land cleared off and everything, and it was 2000, uh, I'm sorry, 19, in 2019, we, we'd had it cleared off and everything. And um, what was really weird was after that sighting and everything, I had something come out of the woods on the National Forest, jump over the road that was over there and actually run up to me in what they call bluff charge. Now, I couldn't tell if it was a dog man or if it was a Bigfoot because it was right at dark. But what happened, we'd built that pad there, and I'll say it was 2020 then. I think it was 2020. But we had the pill, no, because it was after 2019. It was 2020. We had the pad built there and everything. It was a big old huge clay pad. And so my cousin says, Scotty, when, when you come up, so you'll need to get some, because the rain's starting to wash your pad off and everything. You need to get some grass and stuff and rye grass and all that put out there. And, um, you know, that way you don't wash away and everything. So that's what I did. I only got two big old 25 pounds. It's like 50 pounds of seed, you know? So I'm going out there and I got this walk behind spreader and I'm going back and forth and it's, it's Sunday evening. And, um, my cousin went to town for something and they, they were coming back. And so 
as I was, I'd come out of the woods and, and I put my gun up and everything, which was crazy. I shouldn't have done it at the beginning. I probably would have shot this thing, you know, thinking about it now. But anyways, I'm sitting there going back and forth. And all of a sudden I hear this thing coming across the, the woods and my cousin's place is next door. And so there's a good, there's probably half an acre between our place and theirs. And we actually have a pond that's in between there and everything. And so I put up my gun and I'm over there going back and forth with this seed. And all of a sudden I hear this thing running through the woods, y'all. And it's, it's loud. I mean, it's big. And it's coming across the hill, goes down a hill, jumps over a creek, jumps over the road, and starts coming up my property, which is a hill coming up. And all of a sudden it gets right to the edge of the woods. I mean, right to the edge of the woods. And this thing hunkers down. And it's on all fours and it's just sitting there looking at me. And I'm looking at this thing and saying, what in the world is this dead gum thing? And it's all black, y'all. I mean, black eyes, everything. Like, oh, Lord. But I couldn't tell if it was actually a Bigfoot because sometimes they can run on all fours too, you know. And I couldn't tell if it was a, it was a dog man or a Bigfoot. Definitely got down. And this thing was at least seven foot long. I mean, it was it was big. I mean, it was real big. And it was just sitting there squatting down looking at me, okay. So the crazy thing was I did this. I was looked it straight in the eye and I took the cedar and I actually picked it up and slammed it on the ground and turned my back to it. The whole time I'm praying, okay, Lord, don't let me get killed. I walked away from it. And about that time, my cousin had turned into a big old long driveway that's come in and they go to their house. So I walked to their house where they was at. And I just turned my back to them and said, Lord, if it's my time to die, I'm just going to die, you know. But it never came and attacked me, so I'm still here. <laughs> but every time I went up there, yeah, but every time I went up there, I would take pictures of our land and stuff like that. So this one particular time, I went up there, we, we had um, got the, you know, the pad built and everything. So I took pictures of that and I was taking pictures of progress and then had electricity put down and and we went back up there again and I put the water lines down and everything. So we have, you know, city water and everything up there. And, and um, anyways, I began to take pictures of the land and all that. Well, I was taking pictures of the, of the woods too that was there because I'd feel things, you know. All of a sudden, this flash comes across my screen like this and I'm looking at it like, what in the world? And also my screen goes out. So my screen, if you're looking forward, this is crazy, y'all. If you're looking forward, I don't have a picture. My camera's not working on my phone. But if I flip it back for me, it works. So I actually got a picture of that because it's cloaked. I have a picture of it cloaked. One side of the, of the picture frame, the right side of the picture frame is normal. The left side of the picture frame is normal. But in the middle, it's cloaked. It's like, um, looks like the Predator, you know? Okay. So I, all these things I'm talking about, I'm going to send you pictures, so I'm going to show you proof of everything I'm talking yes. about. Yes. You know? 100%. That did, is did, amazing. Did, Scott, you would make my day, please. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to get even better. So it gets crazy. So, <laughs> okay. So that's everything that happened in Kasachi National Forest. And so this next part we're going to talk about is my trip to Omaha, Nebraska. And so um, I had been I had been talking to a, a friend. I made a friend, Barry Webster, and his brother Derek. They're on um, the Omaha Reservation in Nebraska. And so he and I had had been friends and talking back and forth. And I'd watched a bunch of his live videos, and I I'd seen um, the eye shine and stuff like that. I said, "Man, this is crazy! I've never seen it on our hunt lease or anything like that. Your night and everything. Never seen the eye shine." I said, "I've asked for it. Never, never seen any of this stuff." So. He had reached out to me and said, look, if you ever get a chance, come up here and stay, and I want to take you for the weekend, the whole weekend, and we're going to go research. And I'm like, all right. I kept telling him, all right, all right. He said, when are you going to come? When are you going to come? So in 2022, he tried really, really hard to get me to come in the spring. I said, it's, just, it's not a good time for me. I said, just give me some time, and, 
and I'm going to let you know. So I, I, I talked to my wife about it. And I said, baby, I said, what about it if I go at the beginning of hunting season? I said, I really don't, you know, bow hunt or anything like that. I only muzzle load and I only gun hunt. I said, what about if I go at the beginning of the season when it's starting to get cool and all that? And she said, yeah, go ahead and go. If you ask what you want to do on your vacation, go. So I said, all right, so I'm going to take my vacation and I'm going to go up there. So I did. So I booked a plane ticket and I rented a car and I flew from New Orleans to Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, went up on the res with Barry and Derek. And so when I first got up there, uh, they went and showed me all around the reservation, everything, and Barry did and all that, and showed me, you know, all kind of stuff that was around there. And we stayed in some cabins that they had there on the reservation. There's actually a lot of hunters that go up in that area. And I didn't know that until I was leaving, but they also had some, they had some deer hunters coming in and stuff then. And so they were beginning to get all the cabins and stuff ready. And so we actually, I'd actually went in a, a day early because I'm tight and I don't like to spend a lot of money on the weekend. So I actually went on a Thursday and flew back and came back on a Monday. Took a vacation, right? For yeah, the weekend. That's what, that's what you got to do it, right? Uh, hey, I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a big spender at all. You know, so I'm not, I'm not like that. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not, a, not a big roller. Okay. So anyways, I'm practical. And so that's what I did. So I went up there and when I got there, we went that night. They didn't have the cabins ready. So a friend of his let us borrow a camper. So it was like a 1950-something camper. It was really neat. I can't remember the name of it and everything, but it was actually in really, really good shape. Whoever had it before had taken really good care of it. So tonight we're staying there. We had a little small heater and a little small camper like that. Um, you really don't need a lot of heat anyway, so we actually slept very comfortably. Man, it was cold. When I say cold, it was in the 30s, and the wind is howling all around us and everything. And so um, he, we had talked, and, and uh, he, he started falling asleep about midnight while well, I'm on. I'm just excited. I'm just sitting there laying there and I'm beginning to mind speak to him. And I said, look, I said, if you're here, I'll, I would like y'all to come and look inside the window. Cause they had a window there. I want to get a picture. So I said, look, <laughs> come, come stick your face in the picture. I mean, I want to get a picture of you. They never would come and they would come over there. Okay. So Barry wakes up in the middle of the night. He has to take a leak. So he opens up the door, goes outside and he's out there a couple of minutes. And all of a sudden he opens up the door. He says, Scotty, come here. I want to show you. So come outside. I said, what? He said, come here. I'm going to show it to you. I said, it's, it's eye shine. I said, oh, Lord. So I put my big old coat on. I go out there. I got a big old hunting jacket on, you know, and I'm standing looking at him. And also I'm looking at him. There's this one tall one, y'all. It's about nine foot tall. And it's standing there. And, and it, at night, all you can see is a dark shadow, okay? You can see nighttime, and then you see a black shadow. That's all you see, okay? And that's them. All of a sudden, the eyes are there just lit up. And so he said, they talked to him. I said, well, my name is Scott Pace. I came a long way since I'm by the Gulf of Mexico, way south of here. And I said, I came to see y'all. And I said, anything you want to talk about or you want to teach me or whatever, so I'm willing to learn. And um, all of a sudden, they mind speak to me and they said, sing. So I said, okay. So I began to sing a hymn to them. And I began to sing, when peace like a river. And, I, and all of a sudden, the eyes on this thing begin to turn like kaleidoscopes, start turning. And all of a sudden, as I was singing this hymn to them, two little figures rose up and they come out as tall grasses. So, you know, they got that tall, I don't know what kind of grass, it looks like wheat to me, but it's tall grass. It's brown grass and everything. But anyways, they, they rise up out of that and all of a sudden their eyes start spinning everything too, okay? Later on, this is going to play a part, y'all. 
thoughts that we sitting there looking at him. I'm talking to him, everything and Barry said, man, it's cold. I'm going back inside. I said, but I want to sit here. Look, he said, you can stay out there as long as you want, but I'm going to bed. He said, it's cold about one o'clock in the morning. He said, I'm tired. We got to get up tomorrow and we're going to go scout and all that. I said, well, okay. So I told him, I said, well, good night. And I said, I'll hope to see y'all later on this weekend. But their eyes just kept on spinning. It's like they were all kaleidoscopes. Y'all remember as a kid, you looked at those kaleidoscopes and those things. Yes. And were turning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those things were amazing. Yeah. So I, I, I can I imagine the picture that you're painting. Uh, I, I can see it in my mind. It's yeah. like that Beatles song. Exactly. Exactly. Just like that. Okay. So anyways, next next morning comes along and it's it's Friday. Okay. So all the all the crew starts coming in and they they got a, a cabin, the wooden cabins. I thought we'd stay in some wooden cabins, but they actually had a metal cabin there. And they, they come in there and they cleaned it all up and everything. So they got it ready for us. And so we went and got acquainted with everybody, started talking to them. And um, so um, the crew came from Red Squatching. So I got to meet them. And there was quite a uh, uh, different people in there. And they had brought some visitors and stuff, not only by myself, but there were some other guys that came. So I got to meet them. I got to meet Barry's family and stuff. So. Uh, Derek had came around, his sister came around and another brother came around. So I got to meet all of them and everything. And, uh, they began to tell me the stories and some of the stories I recorded and stuff. They would tell me a long time ago how things happened and how they had a long time ago. They were actually friends with the, you know, the Sitanga is what they call them. So they call them Sitanga. And they said, we were friends with Sitanga. They said during world war two, they said that a lot of the men didn't come back from war. And they said, Sitanga knew this. They would actually break up wood. I mean, literally break wood, bring it to the ladies that lived, you know, on the reservation, drop it behind their house so they have wood and wouldn't be cold because they couldn't go out and cut it. And they obviously go kill deer or hogs or some whatever was up there. And they said, they actually take these deer and throw it over there by their, their, where they lived at. Now, that's something. Yes, that is something. I'm trying to take all this in, okay? So this is Friday. So we go eat at a casino they had over there, and then, then we go that night. Now this is this is really cool. So we tried with this one guy, and he um, he actually works at the University of Nebraska, and this other guy. So one guy studies biology and stuff like that, and the other guy he's another kind of re, um, researcher, but he's not. They're not like a this one guy is a Bigfoot researcher, but the other guy he just does biology and stuff like that. So I'm riding with them, and I'm riding with uh, Barry's brother, Derek, and we're in his Jeep, okay? So the people in front of us, there's four people in, in a four-door pickup truck in front of us, and we're in the back. So the first place we go to <clears throat> is this one hill. And so we go there, and there's this one that he calls Stevie Wonder. So we go over there, and, and we park. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's really funny. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, it gets better. And I'm going to explain to you why he calls him Stevie Wonder. You ever see Stevie Wonder take his head and go back and forth and rub like that? And he's looking yeah, all yeah, there. Yeah. And he I, just called to, I just called to say I'm Bigfoot. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's, his head's doing like that. So whenever he talks to him, this see tongue is doing his head back and forth. And he does that. And he looks at him and he just keeps going back and forth like that. So that's what he does. So anyways, one spot, when we pulled up there, I was excited. Because the whole entire hill, y'all, was lit up with kaleidoscopes there was white ones there was blue ones there was orange ones and there was a couple red ones okay and so we stopped and we parked and all of a sudden he says well get out i'm like oh my lord he said scotty do not be afraid don't you let fear come into your body at all so I said, okay I'm, I'm gonna stand strong he said they're not gonna hurt you 
He said, they, they're they on alert just like you are. I said, okay. He said, but they sense fear, they're going to stay away. I said, all right. So I said, for God to give them spirit filled with power, love, and a sound mind. So I'm good. So I walk up, and all of a sudden, he says, we walk to the edge of the road, and he starts talking to him. Hey, see, Tonga, I know it's been a while since we talked to you. And he starts talking to his native language to him. And he said, look, come out. We want to talk to y'all. And all of a sudden, all these eyes were lit up all over the place, okay? And so he said, y'all come up one at a time and introduce yourself. So there was a few visitors there. So we walked up and they talked. And he said, Scotty, come on up. He said, come on over here. So sure enough, we walked to the edge of the road. And I started talking to him. So my name is Scott Pace. I said, I came from a long ways. And I just want to come here and learn from y'all. And I said, if you're willing to impart anything, I said, you can you can talk to me. You can mind speak to me, whatever you want to do. And I said, please, I said, I just want to get to know y'all. If y'all will please come and talk to us. Man, look, no sooner I said that, all the eyes that were red and orange went away. The blue eyes were still the same, and, and then the other ones were white. All of a sudden, these big old tall, y'all, when I say tall, 10 foot tall, maybe 12 foot tall, started coming down this hill. Now, what's crazy is when they started coming down this hill, they didn't bob. They glided. It's like they were levitating. It's the only thing I can explain. And they were coming down the hill just like they were floating, okay? So they were coming down the hill. Now, what was really neat was one turn to my right, I seen it way up the hill, it turned sideways. Now, whenever they turn sideways, it's like their eyes, there's holes in their eyes, and it's like a flashlight coming out. And that's crazy. What? So, like, they were, like, projecting, they were projecting, like, these lights out almost. Exactly. Exactly. Like, their eyes are hollow, and they're projecting a light out. And when I seen that, I called out, I, I, and I looked, I said, oh, my God, look at that. And I looked at Barry, he said, yep. And so that's what they do. So he turned, he turned sideways, and I got to see it very, very, very well. And so a bunch of them came down. When I say a bunch, probably eight of them. There was four of them right in front of us, and they stood right in front of us. And when I say tall, let me explain this to you. When you when you stand on the side of the road and you look up and you're looking up a hill, imagine going up to the peak of your roof, and your roof's, I don't know, you probably, let's just say it's 20 foot tall, and you're looking straight up like that. That's what it looked like looking up at these and it's a sea tongue. That's what it looked like. Okay. So we stayed there for a little while. And I think some of them kind of got off the road and kind of, you know, said they were going to leave and all that. So they wanted to go to another spot. And so I began to lock eyes with one. There was one, it was, his head would come in out like a young one. His head would come outside of a tree and come out, come out. So I locked eyes with it. I said, I just don't mind speaking to him. I said, look, if you'd like to talk to me, I'm here, please. And all of a sudden it sent a prism. Y'all, it was like a prism. Y'all remember, y'all remember the movie Thor? You ever watch that movie Thor? Yep. Yeah. Do you remember you remember the bridge they walked out on? That bridge that was going back and forth? The the is that the, the rainbow bridge they're talking about? Yes. Let me explain something to you. Okay. So that's what came from his uh, it, I'm saying his. I'm saying its eyes to my eyes. And I could see it. It was doing that rainbow bridge back and forth and back and forth. And the and the colors, I'd never seen any colors like that before. It was like the best way I can des- describe it for you, ma- mainly it was white and clear. But there were other colors in there too, like beautiful blue and purples and magenta and just all kind of colors like that. It was coming back and forth and back and forth. And I was standing, eventually I was standing with all these things on the hill, all these eyes on the hill, and this one going back and forth to me. Everybody was leaving me. They all got in the truck and they got in, they was they were cranking up the truck and the Jeep getting ready to leave. I'm still standing there. I said, Scotty, come on, we got to go on the spot. I said, well, I really didn't want to leave here, you know, because I felt like there was more than one to give me or talk to me or something, you know. I said, all right, says, look, I'm sorry I got to go. And I just told him, I said, thank you so much for, you know, coming and showing yourselves to us. So I went and got in there and we went to another spot and there was this old house place that they had. 
And there was there was a few eye shines in that spot too, but it was it was like a ravine that went all the way around, almost like a it was it was like a moat that went around this house all the way around. It was like one way in, one way out. And it was like a ravine that completely all around, like a U-shaped, like it was on a cul-de-sac or something, you know? And there was eyes all around. But these were wild. When I say they were wild, they were wild. They were running all over the place, running around, running. And they wouldn't be still. So they didn't feel too good about this place. And they said, this is kind of give us the EBGBs. Let's get out of here. So we left. So then we went to this other spot where we had, was at the top of a hill. We went down and down and down and down into a ravine. And it went to the bottom. We turned around and both vehicles turned around and started pointing up. And they called this place Hard Knocks. Okay? That's the name of it. And they came there and stuff before. And so as soon as we got out, we, we started seeing eye shine all around us. Okay? So, I mean, they, they were in and out, in and out, in and out. And they were moving all around. Well, <clears throat> it was cold and I had my big jacket on and everything. So there were two guys that were there. And they were talking to Derek, and I was talking to Derek. But the one guy that was, um, I guess he's a scientist, whatever, he biologist or something. But he was standing on the side of me, okay? His name was Richard. And I, I kind of was on the front of his Jeep, and I had my arms across because it was cold, and I was trying to keep myself warm. So basically, I was kind of hunched over the radiator. All of a sudden, we hear this noise. I'm starting to talk to, Dar to Derek and all that, his brother. And all of a sudden, I hear, boom, like that. And that's all I heard. I'm like, what in the world? I said, what in the world was that? And so the, there's space between the truck and the Jeep, right? And the people in the truck had just got out and they heard that and they went and got back in the truck. And Derek starts busting out laughing. And right before that, I'd asked him, I said, what does it mean, Derek? Because I started asking questions. I said, what does it mean when they knock on the tree or something like that? He said, you're going to see in a minute. I said, okay. It's like he knew what was going on, you know? All of a sudden, he starts busting out laughing as soon as that happens, right? And all of a sudden, he said, he said, I said what happened? He said, man, one just jumped out of the tree behind y'all, hit the ground, ran across the dirt road right there and went down the hill. Now, I'm telling y'all, this happened in like a milliseconds. This is how fast they are. Now, this thing jumped up. My God, it had to be 20 feet above our head and hit the ground. It sounded like somebody threw a limb through the trees and it hit the ground. That's what I really thought it was. Or somebody, th you ever hear somebody throw a rock or a limb and it goes through the trees and it hits the ground. You ever heard that before? Um, yeah. It sounded like that, but extremely heavy. I mean, extremely heavy. Boom. It's like, good God, man. Because it was like a, it was like a front noise. And it was right behind us. And he said, a young one just jumped behind y'all. Now, I'm going to let y'all go to something, a site that's on YouTube, okay? Okay. I'm going to write this down. And it's called, uh, sure. Write this down. The name of it is Nox, N-O-X, Gigas, G-I-G-A-S. You got it? Nox, Gigas. Yep, got it. Okay. You're going to be able to hear that recording. It's on there. And this guy's name is Richard. I can't remember his last name. is Sewell or something like that, or Soul or Sewell is his last name. But he is one of the researchers that's on the, the um, team there. And you'll see where I talk about my weekend there. And also Richard goes and explains in depth about how the eye shine works. Okay. So it's called Knox Gigas. So you'll be able to see that. Okay. Yes. So yeah, I already found the, I already, uh, I looked it up real quick. I already found the uh, page. There you go. So look it up on, on, on YouTube. There you go. Mm -hmm. so, I'm going to look into it. <laughs> yep. So there you go. So anyways, um, we went back the next day we got up. We all went back after that, you know, went to sleep and everything. And so, oh, oh, so the part about the knock, I'm sorry I left that out. 
So anyways, the, the truck ahead of us, they said, well, they're going back in. It was, it was probably three o'clock in the morning by then, you know, we're all tired. And we said, we're going to go back and go back to the camp at two 30, something like that. So we'll go back to the camp. We're going to the campground. We're going to bed. So I said, okay. So anyways, uh, Derek said, y'all hold on just for a minute before we leave. I said, okay. So all of a sudden, as soon as they go up the hill and cross the hill, we hear, you heard that? It went just like that. They hit the tree. He said, it means somebody's coming in and somebody's going out when you hear one knock. I said, what happens when they hit? And it sounds like a machine gun. He said, they're going to clear out said, because that means something bad. Somebody's got a gun or something else. So when you hear something go pop, 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 like that, he said, you'll hear something. It sounds like, it sounds like a, you know, like a muffler going off or it sounds like a machine gun going off. He said, it's not it. That's them hitting on the side of the tree and they're telling everybody to scatter to go to safety. That's what that means. I said, okay. But one, one hit. So I, I've just got to go through. So one hit is them like opening a portal perhaps and passing through and ex- like, you know, exchanging places. No, I don't know about the portal part. I just know that means that somebody's in the area. So humans are coming in. The one knock is means humans are in the area. Anyways, um, I didn't got to the portal part and stuff like that. I'll talk to you about it in just a little bit. So anyways, next day is Saturday, okay? So we get up and uh, we start, I start, all the other family members stuff are coming in. And so we start having a little get together. We have a video shoot and all that. And we talk about stuff and I start interviewing people and stuff like that. And anybody wants to talk, I'm interviewing them. And I interview them and video all their, you know, their stuff and everything. And so um, I told them, I said, uh, I'm going to cook jambalaya for y'all. You know what jambalaya is? Yes. Yeah. Food. Okay. So I, I said, look. My big thing is I'm going to come up here and cook jambalaya for y'all. So that's what I did. So that night I cooked jambalaya for them. And so they all ate jambalaya and they went and took a nap and everything. Well, while they were, they were taking a nap and sleeping after eating all that jambalaya, where his sister was still up. Her name was Deej. And she was real quiet. She wouldn't say a whole lot. you know. So I, I just went to sit down and said, look, I said, um, I really haven't talked to you a lot, but I said, I'd like to know your story and stuff like that. You know, just hear anything you know you got to say. And she said, well, I've been, I've been doing this a short time with Bear and everything. But she said, I've seen a lot. She's. I've seen a whole lot, and she goes out of feeling. We're gonna see a lot tonight. So she was just really quiet, but she could sense everything, y'all. When I say she could sense stuff, it's like she had a seventh or eighth sense. Okay, so she was just sitting there about what was going on. She was hearing all the stuff. So I think they were mind speaking to her too. So that night, um, so they had all the rest of the crew had left, and they left except for four of us that were there that night. Okay, and so uh, we went out that night. And we went back to the place where they, they called Stevie Wonder and didn't see a whole lot. So we left there, went to another place, and they called this place like um, the haunted place. And this was kind of a weird place. It had a hill went down, went to a bottom where a creek was, and then went back up again. It was it was a big gravel road that was there, too. And I said, this don't look too weird. So what's creepy about this place? So Barry said, well, get out. I said, okay. So I got out of the truck. <laughs> the guy driving the truck, he stayed in and his sister stayed in. So me and his sister rode in the back seat, and Barry and this other guy rode in the front of this four-door Dodge truck, okay? And uh, we get out, and I just start trying. I have an app on my phone that is a um, – it's, it's like a night vision thing. So I kept trying to get it to work, kept trying to get it. Every time I tried to get it to work, it wouldn't work. So I just started snapping pictures all over the place, okay, not knowing what I had or anything that was on there. All of a sudden, we hear something. And Barry's like in front of the truck and he starts running back and he jumps in the truck. And I jump in the truck in the back. He says, something's right there. Something's right there. He says, it's coming out of so I, I jump in the truck. Whatever it was had ran toward the truck 
and I actually got a picture of it, and it stopped. And all of a sudden, it went back down the hill again. And Barry said, it's time to leave. So we left that spot, okay? So we actually got chased by something. So we left there, and then we went to this this that other spot. They called, um, oh, man, what was the name of it? Hard Knocks. Now, this part here, this part here is crazy, y'all. So we when we when we get to that spot right there, we see a little bit of eye shine, and all of a sudden, the eye shine leaves. Right? There's no more eye shine, and all of a sudden, Barry out of nowhere says, "The aliens are here." I'm like, "What?" I'm looking at him, and he said, "Yeah, just look forward." I said, "What?" He said, "And I'm going crazy right now, you know, because I ain't used to all this stuff. I mean, this is way beyond anything I've ever seen, heard of, or anything. I don't have anything like this." In Louisiana, he said, yeah, the aliens are here. And I said, look at his sister. And his sister is just dead looking forward. She said, Scotty, look right there. It's right there on the right. I said, I can't see the you know, way this truck was shaped. They had the piece in between the two doors, and then they had the windshield going down. All of a sudden, I got to where I could look out the windshield. And I, and I was almost leaning forward between the driver and, and Barry. And all of a sudden, oh, my. All of a sudden, y'all, this light comes out of the sky. And the best way I can describe it is we don't have colors like that. I really don't. It's a magenta. It's a pink. It's a red. It's a blue. And it's kind of like a purple light. Okay. And it's coming out of the sky. The next thing that happened was crazy. This thing starts walking out of it. And the best way I can describe this thing is a light beam. Okay. And, and this is a tall... It's it's a tall white bean, and this thing is walking right in front of the truck. It's like it, it could give a crap if we were there or not. Didn't bother it at all. It come out of that light, walked straight in front of us, and when it got on the driver's side of the door walking down the hill, it stopped and turned back and looked directly at me, and then it went down the hill. Now, that kind of freaked me out. <laughs> After that thing went down the hill, and the, and the, 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 the magenta light went away, we cranked up the truck and left. <laughs> Like this is, they this said, is um, mind blowing. This is all in one night. This is all in one night, right? Now, I'm not finished yet. It gets better. <laughs> How can it get better? This is awesome. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. It gets even better. So they say, y'all want to do one more spot? As he, I don't know if you can top that one. He said, huh? You never know. He said, come on, let's go. I said, all right, I'm game. I said, look, that album got me fired up. I said, I, I'm electricity. And his sister just died laughing at me, you know, in the back seat. She thinks this is funny, you know. So I said, well, let's go. So we go to this place. He said, and Scotty said, let me tell you about this place we're going to. It's called Monument. And he said, if you know any history and stuff, like he said, he said, you know, when the first settlers came here, they tried to get the Indians to convert, you know, to different religions and stuff like that. And he said, they weren't very nice to the Indians and stuff here. And I said, oh, okay. And he said, yeah, he said they, they actually killed a lot of them and all they had was their children left. And so actually they were, they were mean to them, you know, and, and hurt them and everything. And he said, well, this place is called Monument because they built a monument for that and to, and to remember that and everything. He said, oh, OK. So I said, all right. So I just I was quiet. I didn't say that. I was trying to be respectful and everything. And so we pull up to this place and sure enough, the monument's right in front of us. And we stop and park. And Barry says, uh, Scotty, get out with me. I said, and all of a sudden I was sitting there and a mind spoke to me and he said, stay in the truck. I said, oh, Lord. 
So I said, no, Barry, I think I'm going to sit this one out. And he said, well, come on, Scotty, don't be afraid. I said, no, I think I'm going to sit this one out. And he said, you, see, you sure? I said, come on, we can go do a live. So if you go to Res Squatching on Facebook, you'll be able to catch some live interviews that are on there, okay? And that's his, his thing. It's called Res Squatching, all right? Yeah. So he, he finally starts talking to his sister, and he gets his sister to get out of the truck. And she's over there looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, you sure you want to do this? And she's like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to do it. He said, she's going to push me until I do it. So I said, well, okay. So they got out, and they walked just to the edge of the front of the truck. Now, there's eyes shine all around us, okay? I'm looking in the rearview mirrors of this on the driver's side. I'm sitting on the driver's side now, and I'm looking in the rearview mirror, and I see eyes shine. All right? So all you can see is shadows around you, and I see these shadows. So the guy that's sitting in the front, he'd actually rode the two windows down on our side because he, he said, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. He started getting nervous. I said, well, go ahead and smoke your cigarettes. I ain't going to bother me now. So he put his window down. He started smoking a cigarette. He said, you hear that? I said, they've been walking around the truck all night. I hear it. I know what's going on. I said, I see the shadows. They're right They're right beside us and everything. They're always around us. And so he said, well, I'm going to roll my window back up. I said, well, just leave mine down. I'm going to try to get some pictures if I can. So I kept trying to go to the night vision thing, and I couldn't get it. Y'all listen to me. All of a sudden, I feel this thing coming up behind me. So I look in the rearview mirror, and I can see it. It's just a black shadow. It, it it walks right past the window, and I saw, as soon as I feel it walk past, I take my camera and I take a picture. Okay, now I can't see anything. All I can do is I can just I can just take a picture. This thing reaches in the dead gum truck and tries to grab my iPhone, and I just I like Barry told me in the beginning. He said, "Be brave, Scotty. Don't 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 back down on him now." Okay, I said, "All right." So I just told him. I said, "No." I said, "No, don't touch my don't touch this." And it, it pulled back and it looked in the window at me and looked at me and mine spoke to me. So well, I, I want to see what that is. I said, it's a device. This is how we communicate. Okay. And it just looked at me like a weird look. And all of a sudden it walked forward. We it walked around there and Barry's doing a live. Okay. It walked over and grabbed Barry, tried to grab his phone and Barry got scared and him and his sister Deej run back and jump in a truck. Now, now at this time, Terry, the guy that's driving, his name's Terry. He, uh, uh, he passed away. So, and in December after that. But anyways, uh, respect to him. I, I try not to say his name and everything. But anyways, um, he rolled up my window and all. He said, he said, I'm not leaving the windows down no more. So I said, okay. <laughs> so he rolled the windows up and everything. So we sitting there. All of a sudden, Barry said, look ahead of us right there. All of a sudden, we seen these little ones playing in the trees. And they were just like floating in the trees. You know, I hate to say it like this, but you ever seen monkeys swing to the trees and all that? Yep. Yes. Yep. These really didn't do that. They floated through the trees. Okay, so they floated through the trees, and so after a while, you know, he had done his live and everything. He came back in the truck and everything. So he started filming live at the at the the little ones playing in the trees. And after that, it was it was time to go. You know, so we came back and we went back to the camp and we went there. And so I'd asked Barry. I said, "Let me ask you something, Barry." I said, "Out of everything you've experienced, everything you've seen here, and look." Let me tell you what all they've seen there. I'm going to go before I tell you this next story. I said, well, tell me what all you've seen. Well, of course, we got Tunga here, okay? And he said, um, he said uh, we have the goat man. Somebody's even reported the moth man being there. He said, but we have the little people. So the little people all over the place up here, they're all over. And he said, of course, we have alien activity that comes in and out every now and then. But he said, we've got all kinds of stuff here. He said, you name it, it's here. I said, you got to be kidding. He said, nope. All this stuff is here. So before I, I tell you this last part, uh, there's one, one more story I want to tell you and go back to that. But I'm going to tell you what I asked Barry. 
And Bear, I said, Bear, what's the strangest thing you've ever seen or ever heard? He said, well, Scott, I'm going to tell you this one story. And he said, that's, that's about the only one I'm going to tell you because he said, you, you've experienced a lot this weekend. I said, well, yeah, I've experienced a lot. They had told me all kinds of stories about, you know, uh, Sea Tonga coming and chasing my certain spots and stuff like that, you know, and all kinds of stuff like that. But he said his nephew was running away from the reservation cops one time because he had gotten trouble drinking or something like that. So he's running through all this tall grass. It's in the wintertime. And all of a sudden, he ran, ran about seven miles, just ran till he couldn't run no more. And all of a sudden, he just fell down. And see, so when he fell down, he kind of like passed out. He's out of it. So he's just laying on his back, looking up at the sky. All of a sudden, he feels the ground move. And all of a sudden, the Tunga comes out of the ground, walks over to him, looks over him, and looks him dead in the eye and just goes, huh, like that, and turns around and walks off. Like, it, like it, did it climb out of the ground or just like manifested out of the ground, like just kind of like appeared out of the ground? Uh, out of everything that I've had happen to me, this is the hardest thing for me to grasp. How do they manifest out of the ground? Now, have y'all have y'all ever watched you ever watched this guy on, on video? His name is um some godlike or god something three three three. You ever seen those videos before? This guy he talks to he's on doing those videos. No, 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 I have not. It's night god or something like that three three three. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's something like that. But if you'll go look at those videos, you're going to see something like that. Okay. Now, I want you. I want you to. Go, I want you to go look for a video. Okay, this video shows this uh, this army tank, and it shows this Bigfoot walking around it, checking it all out. All of a sudden, the sand blows up out of the air and it goes into the ground. That's uh, that's amazing. Yes, go look at it. Night God three three three. It's a night vision view. It's of an army tank. You're going to see this Bigfoot walking around this huge Abrams tank. That's how big these things can get, okay? And it's in the desert. All of a sudden, all this dead gum sand starts coming out and it goes to the ground and disappears. They've got that on video. Yeah. Okay, so uh, one story I forgot to tell you was before we went that one night and seen all the stuff, um, Barry and him had got tired in the daytime, and so he said he wanted to take a nap. So I said, okay. So I said, uh, Derek said, well, look, y'all want to go take a ride? I said, well, sure, I'm going to take a ride. He said, I'm going to give you my tour of the reservation. That was Saturday. And so it was before we could jump a line and all that. And so I said, well, come on, let's go. So we went rogue, and he said, we're going to start the first tour right right here close. I said, okay. So right next to where we were, they had a big bison pen. You know, like buffalo. We call them buffalo, but they're bison. And there was all these bison around there, okay? And all of a sudden, we, we rode around there, rode to the side, but it was in between. The, the bison pen was was right next to the, to the Missouri River. And um, all of a sudden, he, he parks and he gets out. He starts yelling, oh, Sitonga, where y'all at? Come out. He's speaking a native language and all that, okay? So me and this other guy, and he's the one that's a biologist, and his name is, I, I can't remember the name. I think it's Peter or something like that. But anyways, me and him are riding with him, right? All of a sudden, this Bigfoot, about six foot tall, runs out, and there's these big old corner posts. You ever seen a big old corner post they got in these pens? And it's a big old, like a like a 12 by 12 or an 8 by 8, whatever it is. It's bigger than a big, like a railroad tie, basically, okay? <laughs> this thing runs out and starts dancing. He goes to one side. When he goes to the right, he grabs with his left hand. And when he goes to the left, he grabs with his right hand. He's dancing back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden, we look in the trees, and there's four of them in the trees. 
then this huge one, when I say huge, it had to be 12 foot tall, comes out of the woods and starts walking right in front of us. And then to its left, there's one even bigger than that. I'm like, oh my God. So I said, I said, Derek, go grab me. Don't you have some binoculars? Go grab me binoculars. So I jump in the back of his pickup truck and I start looking at him. I stand on top of it, almost stand on top of his cab. You know, I'm standing on the back of the truck looking at these things. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. So I take my phone out and I start trying to snap pictures. Now you can see it, it make out of their shapes and everything, but you can see them what they are and what they look like. The guy next to me, he's just looking like an emoji with the eyes open and the mouth wide. And he don't know what that and his like wide open like, like this. And he just don't know what in the world to do. And and Derek is busting out laughing. Okay. He is just dying laughing. He said, he said, y'all guys, y'all got to understand this. We see this every day. I said, do what? He said, yeah, we live this life. He said, they're as common to us as horses and cows are to y'all. I said, you got to be kidding. He said, this is it. This is a reservation. He said, you understand, a lot of white men don't come over here. White people don't come on our reservation. He said, this is ours. This is our land. It's a motherland. I said, you got to be kidding, bro. I said, I never really thought about it like that. He said, no, they just don't come here. This is our land. The federal government gave us this is our land. It's our rights, our land. So I'm like, my God, man. Maybe that's maybe that's why they gave it. Maybe that's why they gave it to him. It was super active and they didn't know what to do with it. Well, I I, I don't know. I, I didn't talk to him about that, and I'm not gonna really say anything. I don't know. But anyways, um the the, the last morning I was there, I got up and um I was just in the whole weekend I was just in total shock, you know, of what was going on, and everything. But I noticed there was these big old potholes that were all around there. And I'd ask Barry, I said, well, so why are these potholes all around here? You know, big old holes and everything in the ground. And he would just always laugh at me, never would say anything. And so I was leaving out, fixing to leave. And before I left, they mind spoke to me and they said, take a picture. I said, do what? They said, take a picture. Yeah, take a picture. So I said, it's a pothole. And it was in the ground. You know, it's like a, like a, a big old hole in the ground right there. So I took a picture of it. Well, lo and behold, when I look at the picture the next time, they tell me, so look at the footprint on the side of it. I said, do what? They said, yeah, that's where they come out of the ground at. I said, you've got to get right in the campground where we're at. They're manifesting, come out of the ground right there, and there's a huge footprint right next to it. Incredible. So anyways, y'all, I get back. To, I turn in my rental car, and I go back to the, I'm at the airport, and I'm sitting there in the airport. And listen to me. I'm in the airport in Omaha. It's a nice little airport. It really is. I got to give it to them. It's a beautiful airport. So I'm sitting there waiting for the plane, you know, come in everything. And I started to start thinking about my weekend. And I said, there's no way I can top this. They mind speak to me in the airport. And they said, the best is yet to come. Holy shit. <laughs> really? So I've had some interesting things happen to that, but that's for another interview. <laughs> wow. I, I, I Yeah. We'll do another Scott, one. Scott, this okay. is, yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to do uh, another interview here in the future. Um, we do have some questions, though, if you got a little yeah, bit of yeah. time. I know we got about 10 minutes here. Um, I definitely have some questions. Um, Ask any questions you want. All right, all right. So, first of all, I, I want to say, do you think that there is some, like, what type of relationship do you think there is between uh, Bigfoot and, uh, and Dogman? You know, when you first saw them, when those two were kind of sitting beside each other, when you had your 30-odd six pointed at them and you looking through your scope and you saw them both, what type of relationship do you think they share? 
I think that, that the dominant one is the Bigfoot. In fact, I know it is. And the dog man is, is pretty much, I hate to say it like that, but it's kind of like they're, it's not, it's not really a pet, but the, 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 uh, Sasquatch or the forest people, I call them forest people actually, because they are people, they're a family unit and all that. And, um, I believe that they're the dominant ones. Now, can you have some rogue ones? But they're people. I mean, they're people just like us. I mean, there's good ones and there's bad ones. There's some that'll, that'll just rip you apart, you know? And so, um, dog man's the same way. You know, if you, my advice about Bigfoot dog man, if you get a bad feeling in the woods, leave. Don't stick around. Don't go looking at it. Don't try to look at it. Just get away from there. Great advice. Great advice. Get out. The question I have, Scott, is that you 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 had the you had this mind speak with these um, where the actually you were in, sorry you you were in between the two, and they were like speaking about you, and then you they said get out, you left, and then you went back to your house. How far away is your house from your hunting land? Just to give our view, uh, our, our listeners like uh, um, an idea. Three hours. So that's about three hundred kilometers, maybe. You know, uh, two hundred and thirty miles, two hundred forty miles. Well, no, it's not quite that far, but it's it's um it's actually like a hundred and something mile, almost two. Well, two say about two. I think on the on the odometer, it's like two sixteen or okay. something like that, two eighteen. So you have this experience there. You like you, you tell you tell your friends, I got to go home. You see your wife, and she's like, "Hey, what are you doing home?" And you tell her, and you showed her a picture. And then the next thing you know, you're getting the mind speak again, like a couple years later about your woods, the woods being chopped down, and they're asking you like, "What's up?" Oh, that was only a few months later. That wasn't a long time. That was that was within. Okay, excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a time frame. So it happened in October. About five months later is when they came back to me and, and, and talked to me. And after that, they began to carry on the conversations with me. And that's, that's, that's pretty much nonstop. So, I mean, it, they, they, when they don't always come around a lot, you know, but I mean, sometimes they hear, sometimes they're not. But when they, like even um, recently, I get this high pitch in my ear and I'm looking, I was actually toward the south. And they told me, turn around. When I turned around, my mom's place is next door to me right here. And in her trees, they're, they're there in the trees. People call that pareidolia, but it's not. I mean, it's as them, and I took pictures of that. Oh, pareidolia. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Like if, if you're being communicated, if you're being communicated to, you know, th that's that's amazing. And they're like, "Hey, we're over here." Exactly what I said. Is it turn around? You're facing the south. Turn around, facing north. We're right here. And sure enough, I seen the faces there. They're in the trees. People call that pareidolia, but that's people who are based. I don't want to be ugly, but it, they're basically uneducated. They don't, they don't, they don't know, you know, cause that's people just saying, Oh, no, you're just making all this stuff up. That is not making stuff up. That's real. That's very real. That's amazing. You know, you're, you're, you're really, you know, putting a lot of context to this. You're kind of giving explanations as to why people are calling this paradelia is this is, you know, you're saying, nah, -uh -uh. they are there, you know, I'm being told look and here I am. Okay. So yeah, uh, let me, let me, let me kind of expand on that just a second. So I've taken a lot of pictures of the woods and different things. And I have a picture of me and my wife when she went deer hunt with me, you know, and early when we first got married, you know, right at, well, it's 10 years ago. And, um, she doesn't hunt with me now. She has some medical reasons and stuff like that. But anyways, uh, in the picture, they tell me, pull up the picture. So I pulled the picture. I don't see it that well on my phone. They said, put it on the computer. So I downloaded it to the computer and they said, look, we're all in there. So they start showing me. 
this is what you look for when you look for the pictures. So when you look for the people called pareidolia, first thing you look for is eyes. So look for eyes first, okay? First thing you look for. The next is you're going to look for, you see how this is the frame? Can y'all see me in the frame right there? Look for a tree. You're going to see that. Okay. You look for a tree, you look for on the side of the tree, you might see half a face or something like that. Always look at trees, look on the side of trees, look in bushes. In the bushes, you're going to see a round spot. Look inside that spot, you're going to see a face. That's how you look for them. Oh. We've seen them, we've seen them right on the ground. But how in the world can a dead gum? This is what gets me. I'll tell y'all before. I don't comprehend this. I still don't comprehend this. But they've told me before how it works, but I, my mind doesn't work like that, okay? And I'm trying to remember the word they use. And you, you would know it if, if, if I said it, but I, my mind don't work like that. Anyways, they're able to material and dematerialize to go inside of things and through walls and all kinds of stuff yeah. like that. You well, know? The, the, that's like uh, Jason. Uh, we had a, an account where he was there tapping on the side of his trailer. And he says, next thing you know, it's inside his trailer. And he's like, what? Like there's no, no door opening, no nothing. It's inside the trailer now. Is coming inside. I'm gonna tell you something funny. Going back to my account with Barry Webster and everything, this is funny. I kept begging him the whole night that Friday night. I'd hardly sleep, and I was like electricity, man. I was like, I would just drink. I drank about, I don't know, like a bunch of Red Bulls or something. You know? But it was just energy. I felt their energy in it, and it was transferred to me. I kept begging them, get in front of the window so I can take a picture, get in front of it. No, they wouldn't do it. But what they did do this, and he Barry warned me, said, Scotty, they don't like you. And they come and slap the side of the building, side of the camper. They never did that. Not one time. They actually came to the camper and rocked it like you would rock a baby. They rocked the camper the whole night. I could feel their hands. Oh, wow, we've heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. We've heard that too. We've heard that too. We've heard that too. Jason, again. They rocked us like a baby that night. I'm like, this is crazy. They thinking like we're little bitty kids, little bitty babies. They're going to rock us to sleep, you know? And they came to the camper and had their hands on top and was rocking it back and forth and back and forth. And back and forth. And they would rock like five times. One, two, three, four, five. And they would stop for a little while. And you come back 15 minutes later, he'd rock some more. One, two, three, four. And it was always like five or six times. You know, and I was it waked me up a few times. I was laughing at it. And they just got a kick out of me laughing at them. They thought that was the funniest thing when they would rock and I would just giggle and laugh at them. You know, they thought it was crazy. <laughs> oh my God. That, <laughs> that is amazing, Scott. Like Okay. I, yeah. I want. I want to say thank you for sharing all these like these incredible stories. You know, I would say you know reality altering stories because for for many people hearing this is it's going to change the realities if they're listening and open to actually this. Um, you know, for Tom and I, yeah. we've heard of, you know it, there's a lot of connections in between our other stories and our other guests that we've interviewed. There's a lot of similarities. Um, of course, you have a, a plethora of, of of stories here. But we just want to say, you know, thank you so much for, you know, giving us your time to share these amazing experiences with us. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, I guess however you want me to leave a link, I'll send the pictures to you. OK, definitely. And I'll be glad that you can have the pictures. And then, like I said, I don't hold my pictures back. I mean, I want people to know what's out there and what my story is and everything. So everything I told you, I'm going to. I'm going to send you pictures, okay? Oh, yes. we, we appreciate that. What I'll do is I'll send you our email address if you want to do that, or even if you just send them through Facebook as well. Um, either or works for us. Okay, we do messengers pretty quick for me, so I can do that. It's not a problem. That's pretty good. Perfect, perfect. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, I appreciate it. It's been a good time. I appreciate y'all. 
And um, like I say, if you have any more questions, just ask me. I'm I'm open to all this, okay? Because my experience has been hasn't been like other people. Some other people had some really really bad experience. I never recovered from them. And so I I want I just want to thank a few people you know that's out there that helped me out. And when this first happened, I'm not gonna lie to you, it was very very frightening for me. And I was torn because this didn't fit in my world in my church world. You know, person who goes to church and is a born again believer and a Christian and all that, this didn't fit in with that. This didn't fit in with any of that. But then after I started praying, I started, I said, Lord, you got to help me understand what's going on here. He said, Well, I created all this. I'm like, Wow, okay. <laughs> God created all this. You know? So, I mean, you know, here, here's the thing is that when people want to put God in a box and they just want to have him on Sunday and a morning or something like that, you know, he's way bigger than that, way bigger. And so I just want to tell you, there's a lot of stuff there, a lot of stuff that we see. And and um, I'll get into the next time we do an interview or something like that, I'll get into the UFO stuff with y'all, okay? Thank you, 100%. Scott. We want to thank you so much, Scott, for spending the time and giving us your stories. And our time is literally running out right now. So thank you so much. Okay, thank y'all. Have a great night. All right, everybody, that was Scott dropping some heavy, heavy experiences and stories and everything on us. Which is crazy to me because I actually have been to Omaha. I, I, you know what I mean? Because that trip that he took to Omaha yes, and then he went yes. north for like, I don't know, I don't know how far it is away from Omaha. He didn't really specify, but I think it was on a reservation of sorts. Okay, yeah. And uh, I was just thinking, I was that close to those Oh, okay, okay. Thing, I see where you're going with this. I was the... like, well, I've been to Disneyland as well, but that, uh, <laughs> you know, like, how does that tie in with this? But okay, I see what you're saying. I love the names in the mountains. I think there was like Stevie Wonder, and there was a couple that, like, the names they had, <laughs> that was really, uh, really enjoyable. And the uh, the pinwheel eyes. Yes. Wow. wow. Like the whole, the whole hill, he said, was filled with these pinwheel eyes, especially when he started singing, like, that hymn song, you know? Right, it right. was almost like it, I don't know, it. In cartoons, you see like people get hypnotized and they're all like, whoa. Right. Like, that's what I got was like, is he hypnotizing them? I don't know. I guess the hills do have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, he dropped some, he dropped a lot. It was a lot. And, uh, you know, I always try to stay engaged and focused. And, um, and, um, well, what was, what was crazy though is that there was a lot, like, <laughs> the more guests we have, it just seems to tie in more and more. It's like a, <laughs> The more guests we have, it just seems to tie in. Like it seems to like link up. I don't know, maybe link up with our other previous guests. And it's just like, oh, let's take a little bit of this story, you know, with this one hitting of the of the tree, you know, by uh, by Bigfoot, and you know, let's alert that there's people in the area. And Edward was talking about that right. in uh, episode two. Everyone, yeah, um, you know, it's just some amazing stuff, and like this predator type of, you know. Um, uh, what do they call that? Like the, when they... Oh, the cloaking. Cloaking, thank you. And yes. I think Jason was telling us about that as well. Jason yes. Jason had a lot of similar um, interactions and uh, experiences that Scott did as well. Right, that was in Canada and Scott, but he went to this... I, 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 he said it in the episode, I had to go back myself and listen to it. Res, I think it was there, Res Squatch. But could you imagine going there and experiencing that? I mean, I don't... I don't know what I would do, man. I don't. I don't know if I'd want to go. To be honest with you, I might even stay out of the entire state of Nebraska. You'd be like, uh, what was the name of the driver? Just stay in. Just stay in the the truck the whole time. It's like, yeah, I'll drive you there. I'll just stay in the truck. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It was. 
It was, I don't know how, I don't know, he must have some type of fortitude that I do not possess. But for me, I, I just, I, I couldn't. They'd be like, he'd be like, you know, maybe me in the, in the future, me and Scott become good friends. You know, we hang out, barbecue and all this stuff. He goes, hey, you want to go to Nebraska? And I'd be like, nope. I'm sign me Scott. up, but sign me up. Oh, rock and go, rock and go. I'll be the, I'll be the, the man on the scene with the. So right, I just, I can't. You'd be back in like headquarters, you know, and yeah. uh, you'd be watching all the screens in the headquarters, safe, allegedly safe, and, be, until until we seen some of these squatches are like literally, you know, opening portals, or I don't want to say opening portals, but like appearing in places that they weren't. No, so. I'll be in that place where Superman lives. What's that called? The the the, 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 the something of solitude. Solitude, yeah. yeah, yeah the fortress. The fortress, fortress of solitude. solitude at the North Pole. That's where I'll be hanging out with Superman and Aquaman, knowing that. Oh, I'll the be North protected. Pole, though. That that's a whole other bag of words. I don't want to open up the North Pole, right? I think it's already open. open. Oh, you're oh. saying oh, Hollow Earth? Oh, maybe maybe something. I don't know. I don't or do know. you? Okay, the North Pole is maybe okay if it's flat Earth. It'd be the center. Yeah. Of, of what we know, at least it could be the the center of, of know, this known land. Well, how do you you know exp- how do you explain Polaris? Like you know, you can see that uh, Polaris doesn't move; everything moves around it. Well, it moves a little bit; it makes a very small, tight circle. Okay. So everything moves around Polaris. But it doesn't move. It doesn't so move it stays still, and circle. Polaris moves around it, and we're st- we're stationary. Maybe, maybe we're moving around, pol- or though maybe you're just like I don't know. I no. don't know. I don't know either. The more you know, the less you do. Yeah, really. That's especially, what I've been saying all along. Especially when it comes to these stories with Scott, a very involved and deep experiencer in the very least i don't know how he would describe himself i, I think experiencer was, is a fantastic way to sum that up like i i know a lot of people say they research it but i don't know it I, I yeah we can research it but i think an experiencer is kind of everything yeah and the, the, the way they they messed with his dog that's exactly when we started having that, that yeah problem. that's when we had that issues when the dog was locked in in, in the, the garage in the garage in yeah. the garage he was like where's the dog where's the dog and then he's looking somewhere else and i think it was his wife oh she was in the garage he goes oh, i know that's locked yeah well How? no because she, no because the wife the wife tried like not try well, she did mind speak and said you know that's enough like you know you guys that's it and all of a sudden they hear the dog in the garage after she did that yeah that's 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 too much for me like i you know, life is hard enough. You have a forty-hour-a-week job and all this and that, and then you got Bigfoot messing with your dogs. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I you know, there's time. There's a time and place for everything. Hey, Bigfoot, leave our dogs uh, alone. <laughs> do, 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 do. All, all in all, was just a dog locked in. <laughs> no, I failed on that one. I was doing so good. I thought I actually had that. Card. I was going to say like a dog biscuit in the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All in all, it's just a portal through the wall. We're crazy, guys. I mean, hey, I like like, that. I hope you guys are enjoying these because um, we are immensely enjoying these. And uh, I'm sure there's more stories to be had. Rye, once again, how do our listeners contact us? Well, first, they need to subscribe to us. So you can subscribe to us on YouTube, on TikTok, on Spotify. Apple Podcast, Facebook, uh, you know, Podbean, and Facebook. Sign up to our group, the Lost Frequency <laughs> Podcast. You sound like a motivational speaker for like a cupcake company. I try, I try. That, that's my, that's my, like my radio voice kind of radio announcer. Well, yeah. this is how you contact yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, Feel so free to p- write us on PO Box nine 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 six 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 five 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 three three. Right. So shoot us an email at the Lost Frequency Podcast dot com dot gmail dot g at, at gmail.com gmail. we don't own the dot com uh 
we don't own that thing. But if you want to buy it for us, you know, we'd be down. <laughs> yeah, we're we're open to donations uh, to upgrade our equipment at any time. And if you really want to, actually, we would really appreciate that. You know, we're we're doing the best with what we have. And don't and don't think, by the way, that your stories are not good enough. You know, we're 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 running into a slew. That's Pl- a good word. A slew or a plethora. Nah, I like I, plethora. I like slew because I'm being a little more down to earth, right? Oh. You're, like you're a up there slew, on, a swamp. You're out there. You know, you're a, there. a slew is another word for a swamp. You're up there on mouth vocabulary, and <laughs> I'm down here in the swamps. <laughs> well, you, you do have like brevity. And, no, no, that's yeah. not. No, it's levity. Oh, see, there you go. I got him. It's. I think it depends. I think it's a cultural thing as well as like you know the way you grow up and things like brevity. Brevity is like breath and distance okay. and being open. So you're gonna look up the the, de- the definition. No. What are you looking at? I'm looking at, uh, yeah, I'm looking it up. Yeah, uh, Gry, you got to keep talking. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go off mic, you have to keep Gry. Well, <laughs> concise and exact use of words in writing or speech. So I guess, I guess, brevity. Yeah, we're, we're, levity. Brevity. Brevity. I, I, and levity. I'm brevity. You're levity. levity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, interesting. Don't, but seriously, do not think that you you think that your stories might be mundane. Trust me, we want to hear them all, all of them. Yep. Paranormal. Anything that anything out of the usual, something that if you're into we've Tartaria, never heard before, yeah, like you know, if you're oh, into yes. Tartaria or mud floods, you know, that's something I think we're both actively seeking is someone who can talk about this. Now, we are going to have someone also who's going to be talking about flat Earth. You know, Ooh. do you believe it or not? You know, it, are you open just to hearing someone talk about it? You know, there a lot of people just think it's the biggest joke out there, but there's some people and and who believe it take it 100 seriously and there's some people like myself who question its authenticity mm. you know i do i i'm i'm more on the fence uh than you know you care to believe like i lean a little bit to the the flat earth though i'm also leaning to maybe we're in a much larger earth than we're previously told yeah i used to be about a mile away from the fence and now i'm just standing on the fence fair enough and i and i just let the um i just let the people just you know, talk about it and not just listen to both sides. And, and we're you know, not here to ridicule. We're no. here to listen. And, and I, think, I think we are all here to listen. But we're also open to be persuaded. I mean, if it's a good argument. Yeah. And we can be persuaded, but also doesn't mean in the future that we couldn't be persuaded to go back the other way. Right. You know, why not? And, and I think that's a, sh- a sign of maturity is actually to be, you know, listen to these other points of view without like calling people idiots or dummies or stupid or something like that. It's listening to these people and being like, you know what? You make a good point, yeah. and I actually, yeah, I need. I'm questioning my reality, and that's the difference. Is a lot of people don't question the reality anymore. They don't want to. They're like, no, leave me alone. I don't want to believe in UFOs or Bigfoot or Sasquatch or ghosts or flat Earth or any of this. Yeah, just try to open your mind. Do your best because you know, for the most part, we've been trained and taught to stay in the left brain, problem solving, fix, move on, next thing. Try to connect to your right side of your brain, the more artistic side, the more open side. And realize that a lot of these things that are happening in the world are real. And at the same time, just try to be open. Don't try to be so, I guess for lack of a better word, primate about it. Don't be primal about it. Like, I'm right, you're wrong. Try to be open. Try to, you know, love yourself a little bit more and realize that maybe, just maybe, you don't know everything. And um, once again, we want to thank you all for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. We love you very much. And just maybe... Just maybe you might find us on the lost frequency where we bring or put the periphery 
into focus. Thank you, William Shatner. No, it took me a minute to see what you were doing. I was like, oh, this is, he's really good at this. And I just slow at picking it up. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. But then you did this William William Shatner thing. It kind of like, yeah, it's its own thing. Stay stay tuned in. We got some, we got some bangers coming just to to, to steal uh, Sam Tripoli stuff. We got some bangers coming. Stay classy. We close with good night, good luck, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth. Long live the cause of freedom.